What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon, and I am super excited about this episode. Now, I know what you're thinking, Jay, you say that every episode, and it's true. I'm always excited to bring you guys new and fresh and thoughtful information, but today I've got a kick-ass guest on the show. Cody Chait, the founder of Coffee Reinvented, is joining me, and we talk about everything from Coffee, obviously, which as you guys know, I'm a coffee addict, and so he's the perfect guest for me. We talk about how turning adversity in life into opportunity. We talk about energy. We talk about spirituality. We talk about all kinds of amazing things that I know will help change and transform your life if you'll just listen to this episode. So guys, do me a favor, saddle up, settle in, and get ready to be entertained get ready to be inspired, and get ready to be transformed. Here we go. All right, guys, I'm here with my guest, Cody Chait, the founder of Coffee Reinvented. And we're just going to have some crazy dialogue here. We're going to talk about success. We're going to talk about his journey from Montana to Los Angeles, how he created what I think is the coolest coffee company on the planet, and we're going to get into a lot of cool stuff. So, Cody, thanks for uh, joining me today, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. So, Thank guys, you. just a quick backstory. So, I stumbled upon this coffee. As you guys know, I'm a coffee addict. So, I've probably tried every cold brew known to man. Um, high and large, I've literally probably drank them all. And I'd say that the difference between coffee reinvented and everything else that I've tried, and I'm not just saying this because I've got Cody on the phone, because if you guys have been around me, even before I met Cody, I've been raving about this before I even figured out who you were. It's just hands down different, man. It's totally unique. Um, so get, why is it? Why is it? I mean, I've read the website. I've, you know, I've done all the research, but from your perspective, like what's different about coffee reinvented versus like every other cold brew in the market? Uh, well, I'd like to go back to the mission of the company Cool. and what it is, is, um, that we reinvented coffee into the health food that nature intended it to be. That's very important because, um, coffee is not associated as a health food to most people. Um, we have a whole spectrum of negative side effects that are affiliated with coffee, everything from heartburn, acid reflux to the infamous coffee crash where you get all your energy and then you crash right after and burn um, the, the jitters or the, the feeling of being cracked out, which is usually followed by some anxiety. Um, and then, you know, things like insomnia where people can't sleep after drinking coffee, uh, say past two o'clock or three o'clock. And what I did is I went back to the drawing board, um, listed out all the side effects and kind of went into my kitchen into a uh, intensive R&D period of this, uh, the launch of the company, and uh, started testing cold brewing, alkaline water, trace minerals, um, different pHs, and kind of came up with uh, a formula that really didn't have any side effects for people that consumed it. Um, I discovered this uh, at the farmer's market uh, in Brentwood, California. And a lot of UCLA students and a lot of um, chefs and assistants would come and they would, they would discover the product and they would bring it back to their clients or bring it back to their families or friends and come back the next week and report that this was the first coffee they ever had 
that didn't create a reaction in their body. And a lot of people that had medical conditions like Crohn's, colitis, stomach acid, um, anxiety, depression, insomnia, came back and said it was the first coffee that didn't mess with any of their conditions. So I knew I had something in my hands that uh, not really was just a great business idea, but that people desperately needed. And by people's reaction to the product and their the rapport of them coming running back and buying out all the product because there was nothing else like it, I knew that everyone needed it, not just the few and the proud, but really, uh, the world does need a better coffee and people deserve a better coffee. So that was really the intention of the company. That's powerful to get those kind of like just, you know, real life testimonials like, Hey man, like I have all these side effects and now I can drink this coffee and don't have it. I mean, you and I talked about this a little bit, Marissa, who works at my studio here in Palm desert. Um, she and I drink coffee like crazy, like every Saturday morning, like we both like used to go, we used to go, we don't do more because now we're, we're stocked up on our coffee reinvented, but we both would go to Starbucks and buy each other a coffee. And so we'd have like copious amounts of cold brew on a Saturday. And so she got to a point though, where she couldn't drink any cold brew, like Starbucks, the store bought ones, anything, because it was giving her such bad acid reflux, heartburn. It was horrible. And I was on vacation and she was, she was staying at my house. And I, I just, I remember talking to her on the phone and I said, Hey, um, I found this new coffee from the top shelf of the refrigerator. I think it's going to be good for your stomach. I think you're going to be able to drink it. Just try one. Let's see what it does. And she called me back the next day and was like, oh my gosh, like no heartburn, no acid reflux, no upset stomach. Like it was amazing. And, you know, that's kind of what got me thinking, like, why is this different? And that's when I really started researching you is because of the, you know, the, the success that she had with drinking it. So I think that's really awesome, man. That's incredible. That's, those are the stories that keep us inspired over here at Coffee Reinvented. That really is the reason we created the company so that people can enjoy their favorite beverage, uh, not only without becoming dehydrated, but also for that group of people that quit drinking coffee. Yeah. We thought you know, it doesn't matter if you're a consumer at the Whole Foods in Beverly Hills or 7-Eleven in Kansas everybody knows what stomach friendly is. Not everybody knows what cold brew is. Right. Not everybody knows what alkaline water is. We really wanted to differentiate ourselves by creating a, uh, a healthy version of coffee versus just a trending quote unquote cold brew, which when you get to the bottom of cold brew, the one of the reasons that uh, she still had, you know, stomach issues with her product or with any cold brew, whether it be Starbucks or something from the grocery store is because most stuff is processed after it's cold brewed with heat. Right. Uh, uh, getting to the bottom of the processing is really important for people that are sensitive to coffee and avoiding heat from start to finish is key for the success of uh, a, a coffee, any coffee to become less reactive in somebody's system. Let's, let's answer the, um, the, the giant elephant in the room. People are like, how is this dude so smart? What's he talking about going in the kitchen? So let's, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. We, we didn't really give your education and like what you do and who you are. And so people are like, well, you know, how is he going in the kitchen and creating this? So give, give everybody the, you know, how'd you get here, man? <laughs> um, so I started, um, I grew up in the fitness industry uh, my dad was a consultant for health clubs all the way around the world, something like 60 countries. He was number one in the world. So I grew up in the health and fitness industry. Um, the fitness industry isn't always the healthiest, as people discover. True. So I decided as I uh, 
began personal training and um, building a large clientele, half of the game was what they ate, what they drank, what they thought, and not just how much they exercised. And so um, I became very excited and interested in learning anything and everything I knew about nutrition along with fitness and became more of a nutritional consultant and transitioned from a trainer slash nutritional consultant into uh, a private chef and not your typical chef, but more of an educational plant-based chef. I would help people transition from um, a diet that might've been a standard American diet or a vegetarian diet or a pescatarian diet, or maybe somebody that just ate chicken, no other meats to uh, a solely plant-based diet um, with emphases on sugar-free, uh, gluten-free, corn-free, soy-free, um, and people be like, well, what are you eating? Right. You know, well, you're preaching rats. my language. Yeah. I, I, that's what I teach to all my clients is not necessarily the plant-based, but gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, sugar-free. So, I mean, you and I are speaking the exact same language. What, what drove you that plant-based way? Uh, so actually my dad was diabetic type two. He was diagnosed when I was in about seventh grade. Um, and after about 10 years, he started, first of all, let's backtrack. I actually was raised a vegetarian on a animal sanctuary in Montana. So I oh, grew wow. up surrounded by animals, chickens, ducks, goats. And what happened was we learned how to build a business by selling eggs while uh, taking care of animals and uh, looking at them as friends instead of food. Okay. And what we did as we grew up is everybody in my family started going in the direction of uh, eating a little meat or a little cheese, a little eggs, whatever. And my dad became diabetic and he went straight into the Atkins diet, which was high protein, low carb with no emphasis on quality of protein. It was all about uh, quantity. It's lots of protein, no carbs. Everybody's obsessed with protein these days. So the Atkins was very successful. Um, long term, the Atkins deteriorates your health. Right. Uh, large amounts of animal protein does deteriorate your health. And so while it helped him uh, get his blood sugar down and uh, get his weight down and his life back on track, it deteriorated him over about five, 10 years. And when we hit about 10 years, he was actually moving into a, a little bit of a dangerous space with edema and sores on his feet. And he moved into a, a mindset where he was actually going to have his, consider having his leg from the knee down amputated. Oh, wow. And, uh, I was living in LA at the time and I moved back home to check on him. I do. I was like, there's no way, please hold. I'll be right there and yeah. moved back home. Instinctually pushed him back on a vegetarian diet. And then he went uh, and found a school in Arizona, a distance program called the tree of life. And what the tree of life is, is a school created by a guy named Gabriel cousins and he's a doctor and, um, a, a rabbi and he built a farm attached to a school attached to a store attached to a, um, a restaurant so it showed uh, the school was built around the principle of this is a farm this is what you can do when you grow your own food and build a business build a community and it they all built off of each other and it was yeah. this ecosystem so the whole system was uh, emphasizing raw vegan not just plant-based food but uncooked raw plant-based food with juice fasting. So 
we did this program. We got him on um, a raw plant-based diet with green juice fasting every three months. And we saved his leg, no amputation. We got him off all his medications and we reversed his diabetes to the point where the doctor said he wasn't even diabetic. And so it wasn't just a vegan diet because vegan can also be unhealthy if you're eating, you know, crackers and bread and, and, and nothing but nothing but processed carbs, but really a focus on living live food nutrition. Um, enzyme rich vegetables uh, will take the strain off of the body to uh, allow it to heal quicker. Right. And when you eat cooked food, what I discovered was that the white blood cell count went up. So cooked food, when going into the, going into the body, it is actually recognized as a foreign object. So anything that makes your white blood cell count go up is a foreign object as far as the body is concerned. It creates an immune response, basically. Exactly. The immune system reacts, proving that cooked food is not the ideal or natural food for the human body. So taking it a step further, consuming all raw food with enzymes intact, the foods themselves with the enzymes digest themselves. They process themselves. But when you heat them and kill the enzymes, the cooked or in the cooking process, the actual food borrows the enzymes from the body to actually digest the food. And what that does is it depletes your energy. So people that eat mostly cooked food have a harder time keeping their energy levels up. And people that eat cooked food tend to have that glow. You'll see raw foodists that uh, uh, are 60, 70, 80 years old that still look like they're 30, 40, 50. And that is mainly because of enzymes. So I was very inspired by my dad's experience. Yeah. Um, I went into the program. I came out two years later uh, with a, a master's, not your typical master's, but their master's in spiritual nutrition, which course correlates uh, food and nutrition and all of the tactical things. And then it, it intertwines it with the spirituality. And so people don't typically look at food as a spiritual thing. I was actually in a competition where uh, there was a contestant that was using the word, uh, it'll feed your soul, the, their product. And all the judges were like, first of all, this is a food product. Right. We'll keep the soul over there where it belongs. It has nothing to do with this. And so that's just gave me a perspective on the way people think in the world today. We don't look at food as spirituality, but what food really is when consumed correctly, meaning plants in the raw living form, um, is your official reconnection to nature itself. Because plants come from the earth, they reconnect you to the earth when you eat them. So uh, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Couldn't be more true. We have compartmentalized and put food away from the medicine compartment and we put uh, medicine or pills in the form of uh, something that is going to help us or heal us. But we've, we've kind of done it all backwards. Yeah. We should be looking at healing and medicine as two different things. Medicine does not heal you. It takes away symptoms where food actually goes to the root cause and actually heals your, your condition. Yeah, if you want to get, I mean, just even more granular on what you're saying is like everything is really just energy, right? We're energy, food is energy. And so anytime you're, you know, putting a, a positive energy and a, and, a, and a negative energy together, you're going to get an adverse reaction. I mean, if you want to go, you know, just make it really simple, you know, if you put good energy with good energy, you're going to get better energy. And so 
you know, that's the whole premise behind kind of what you're saying with spirituality of food and same. And I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, you know, all my clients, this is kind of what we teach. I teach that their life is like in four buckets and their buckets all are intertwined. And so that would be one bucket would be your health and fitness. The second would be mm-hmm. spirituality. Your third would be your relationships. And your fourth would be your kind of call it what you want, but your work, your, you know, what you do and how all of those buckets are intertwined. And if one is messed up, they're all going to suffer. And that goes back to the whole relationship of all we are and all everything is, is really energy. So it's kind of on that same premise. And yeah, that's really a great point is that energy is everything. We are made of energy. Food is made of energy and we have different frequencies and different vibrations with those energies. So when we put in a, uh, the thing about there's a, there's a literal um, scientific reaction to animal proteins going in the body, but then there's a spiritual energy of uh, violence or of uh, anger, sadness, depression, isolation, whatever these energies, these animals were experiencing are directly transferred into the food, whether it be the egg, the byproduct, the flesh that we're eating. It's the difference between an animal being raised on a pasture, eating grass, being read a bedtime book before, or a story before bed, and an animal that was kept in a cage that could barely walk around. It's going to produce two different products. So I'm not a 100% plant-based advocate, meaning I know the world we live in doesn't support that. It's not a it's not a convenient decision to make, but I do help people understand how to consciously source their animal proteins or to shift into eating less animal protein. And a lot of it comes back to not just the uh, physical, but the spiritual. Yeah. And we're teaching, you know, we're teaching the same thing in my program is that, you know, the, it's the quality of everything that matters and, you know, we, no factory farming, you know, none of that jazz. We're all, you know, grass fed, grass finished, the, you know, the, Animals should be treated the proper way as well. And so I agree, I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, we're 100% on the same page. That's, I mean, yeah. so that, that makes sense as to why you're so passionate about bringing coffee to the forefront of like health and fitness and, you know, the body itself is because, I mean, you've had a real world, you know, life experience with, you know, how quality can, I mean, I think your dad's story is amazing. What, because everybody thinks, I shouldn't say everybody, there's probably like the 3% of us that believe what you believe and I believe, but you basically reversed, you know, with your help and the tree of life and all that, you basically reversed what most people would consider to be a non-reversible condition because that's how we're programmed as humans is, oh my gosh, you've got diabetes. Here's a whole bunch of drugs that are, you know, synthetically made in a lab. Take these for the rest of your life in which your life will be short. And it'll be, you know, diminished with removal of legs and limbs and everything else. And with just energy, spirituality, real foods, you guys basically turned your dad's condition around and saved his life, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. I I think that's spot on. And uh, the interesting thing is, is that it all happens in a very certain order. Yeah so that this information can be relayed out to the rest of the world. We, nobody goes through these experiences just so that they can say they made it out. We're all carrying information that can be passed on and ripple out to the masses because this information is becoming more and more apparent to people every single day that, uh, you know, on the website, 
of the National Diabetic Association. It's recommending dairy and, and yeah. beef. Yeah. And uh, when you go into the, the reality of it all, um, that's a, we're customers. That's a, that's a, a it's a business. Yeah, of course. Of you, course. I mean, you and I, you and I, you and I could get down a silly rabbit hole really quickly. I just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one more thing, and then we're gonna try to try to get back to coffee. But I, I just finished watching this whole series on cancer and how they went around to all these oncologists and whatnot. And one of the questions they asked the oncologist was, "Hey, can I have sugar?" And the oncologist said, "Sure, why not?" When there's more data and more science and more anything out there that you could ever shake a stick at that cancer lives off of sugar. It cannot grow, thrive, or survive in a non-sugary environment, but yet the person instilled with saving your life isn't even, isn't even giving you the right advice. Like, yeah. That should be freaking people out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it did. I'm, you know, I'm 31 years old, and I, I realized this when I was 16, 17, and since then, the last, you know, 14, 15 years, I've been trying to figure that out. Why do people not know? And why do people not care when you tell them? Yeah. They, why, do, uh, why do we have to wait till we have to have our legs cut off to pay attention to these things? And the answer is, is uh, like you said, we've been programmed by these, these industries that need us. They need us to buy their, their products. And that's about to change. I, you know what? I, I'm with you, man. It's, and it's going to change through conversations like this and information like this because it's the only way. Because, I mean, I always tell my, inside of my programs, I'm like, guys, I, w I want you to listen to me here because you're never going to hear this on TV. There's too much money involved. The pharmaceutical companies aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it, in the near future because there's, there's too much money. So it's up to us to grassroots this thing and, you know, educate and spread the message and do all the little things because the average consumer just says, well, my doctor said, well, that, those might be the most two dangerous words you've ever, my doctor said, three most dangerous words ever said, because I mean, if, if an oncologist will say it's okay to have sugar, all bets are off. That's it. It's over. Eating <laughs> cause of osteoporosis. Yeah. Enough period. Yeah. End of the story. You go to the doctor a woman has a bone density screening. She has osteoporosis. What do they send her to, the, to get at the grocery store? Yogurt. Milk. Yeah, milk and yogurt. So, and I preach about this all the time. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's like, it's so crazy that in, but people were like, but what they say milk does the body good. And I'm like, that's a commercial. That's a campaign that was created to subsidize dairy farmers all across the world and you know how much money is in the dairy business? So, of course, they're never going to come out and say, hey, uh, Americans, world, don't drink dairy, don't eat dairy. It could be catastrophic to your health because it would bankrupt the system that hinges upon these, the craziness that's been created. That's hopeful thinking. One yeah. day soon. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep talking about it until it happens or until I just run out of gas. So manifested. Exactly. Absolutely. So dude, I think that's so cool. So you, you've gotten to this place where you're at today through, I would say through some trauma, like you turned your trauma or drama, what everything, all these negative things that were in your life with your dad's health. And it's like you said a while ago, like you don't just, you didn't say this, but this is what I heard you don't just go through things, you grow through them and you grew through this experience with your dad 
and you actually turned it into an opportunity to not only just help your father, but to help the world and to help more people. And I think that is the, that's one of the, the cornerstones that I want people to take away from this conversation is that we all go through things and it's up to you to learn and process as you go through them and then disseminate that information on the other side to help other people, which is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, definitely agree. I think integration is a lifelong process. I think it's what happens is we learn this information. We need to uh, absorb it, digest it, and then figure out how we can regurgitate it in a way that's effective so that people um, don't think you're trying to change them, but you're just offering information. And I, when I moved back to Los Angeles as uh, a, a self-proclaimed private chef, um, I got a job at a vegan restaurant just serving and ended up uh, waiting on a person, uh, a famous woman that asked me what she was eating, what was in it. And I told her, I said, that's coconut and this and that. It's super easy to make. And she said, you can make this. And uh, I was like, absolutely. It's super easy. So she invited me to her house to do a dinner party with a group of her friends. And my career began there. I uh, started the Vegan Lifestyle Academy is what it was called. And I would show up with packets and sit around and uh, teach women gossiping, drinking wine, how to, uh, you know, make kelp noodle pasta instead of wheat pasta and how to spiralize butternut squash and do things that um, they've not only never tried, but usually haven't even heard of. And over the course of two years, I built up a clientele and really got uh, some leverage in the industry. Um, I was basically passed around as this kind of dinner party chef and ended up kind of back in uh, a similar place as I did when I ended training. I wanted to train to help people uh, become better and learn how to take care of themselves, but people ended up becoming dependent on me. Right. And when I moved into the chef world, the same thing happened. I ended up pampering people instead of educating long-term. And I felt that my purpose was to educate, so I needed to move on from the chef job and started a Kickstarter for Coffee Reinvented. And um, in 30 days, I raised $30,000 and looked at this as a platform and a vehicle to get uh, my message of education of, uh, you know, on my bottle, it says uh, plant-based mission, um, sugar-free, stomach friendly, all of these things people have never seen before. Yeah. Um, it was my opportunity and transportation vehicle to educate masses of people versus just one person or one family or one room full at a time. And when the, the Kickstarter funded successfully, I realized that I had something in my hands that people needed and uh, snowballed that idea over the course of two years and um, have built a platform currently and a factory with an entire product line um, ready to launch on the mass market. So instead of just selling, selling, selling from the very get-go, I decided to raise money and build a, a manufacturing facility so that we could actually uh, create a sustainable business that would be able to support itself as we start growing. Because as you said, you've tried every cold brew on the market. Right now, that's a lot. So it's a very yeah. popular industry right now. Um, everybody, you know, your dog, your friend, your mom, like everybody I know 
has started a cold brew coffee company. Yeah. And of course I'm joking a little bit about that. Right. But I have tried them all as well. And um, because of that, you know, it's a very aggressive industry where every day, day in and day out, I get doors slammed on my face, even with a product like mine, because it's so competitive. Yeah. And um, what's, what's next is, uh, you know, in coffee, if I go back a couple steps, the industry itself had three big booms. They call them waves. The first wave, coffee wave, in the industry was that powdered Folgers. Everybody was creating powdered coffees. Terrible for you, terribly processed, but it was convenient at the time. So it blew, it blew up. Two came Starbucks, the coffee culture, the coffee shop. Um, and then tea, the coffee bean and tea leaf and Pete's and all these coffee shops started popping up. Yeah. And the third wave is happening right now. And it's uh, functional coffees or less, I guess you could call them designer coffees or artesian coffees. This is cold brew. This is nitro. This is um, what I've created is jumping ahead and creating almost a fourth wave coffee. Instead of just being an artesian or gourmet, we're talking about highly functional health benefits. And um, that's, you know, medicinal mushrooms like chaga, reishi in coffee, uh, vitamin B12, colloidal silver, uh, CBD. I have a whole slew of really cool flavors to be launched in the future, but really starting with that, that coffee as a health food, that yeah. stomach friendly, no crash, non-jittery cold brew coffee brewed with alkaline water um, is that next round coffee. And the reason I uh, definitely protected the product from being released into the masses and into the, the public's awareness is because once I launch, um, you better believe that these Starbucks, these Nestle's, they're going to go straight into R&D and try to figure out how I did what I did. Right. And they're, they're going to shift from cold brew, a lot of companies, into stomach-friendly coffee once they figure it out. And the, the races will be off. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a, we're a me too world. As soon as somebody does something successful and different, everybody tries to knock it off. You yeah, said two things like you, you said two things that I've got to address. So in 30 days, you raised $30,000. And I'm, I'm pissed because if I would have known about it, you would have raised more than $30,000 because I would have got in on it. So that's first and foremost. But something you said, like this is also a personal development podcast. And something you said that really struck me as to why I know you're going to be successful. You came back to LA as a chef, you spent two years training, you had all this success helping your father, like all this great success. And you came back to LA and you worked as a server. Think about that for a second. I'm, I'm, I want you guys just to, to set on that for a second. He came back and he worked as a server. So that means he didn't let his ego get in the way, probably didn't even have one about it. And he went and he worked in a vegan restaurant as a server. And he didn't say, oh, wait a minute, I'm a chef. Like I should be in the back doing the big stuff. I should be the big guy. And look what happened to him. He was serving. He served a dish that he didn't even make. And somebody that was supposed to be in that restaurant on that day, they had a beautiful interaction. And because he didn't have an ego and because he was so personable and because he didn't just throw the bowl down in front of her and head back to the back and wait for his next break, it changed his life. And that's where we are today. And so I want you guys to look at everything in the world as opportunity. And sometimes what you perceive as beneath you or this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, it may be setting you up for exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Because if Cody was in the back making that food, would have never got the opportunity 
to meet the lady who gave him the kickstart to where he is today. This is how my mind works, man. I hear power. I hear stuff whenever you're talking, I'm like, holy shit. Like this is way deeper than, you know what I mean? So you're supposed to be where you are because of your lack of ego and the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. So I commend you on that, my man. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. Um, What comes to mind is secret, the law of attraction. 100%. And, you know, a lot of people hear the secret and they'll go right down cheesy rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, it's a real thing. I agree. And there's a piece of the secret that is not really in the book that needs to be emphasized. And that's the law of attraction is followed by the law of action. Absolutely. So, So the law of attraction says that whatever I think, whatever I... I believe whatever I feel I'm going to attract more of. Um, but the law of action says that it might not always show up how you expect it to, which is what you're saying here. And if you, for example, get in a car accident and the person gets out of the car and you've been, you know, single for 10 years and you've been praying for your partner to pop up and that person that hits you happens to be that perfect partner for you but you start yelling at them because they hit you in their car. You just, you attracted what you wanted, but then you pushed it away. And that's, that's a really important lesson is that um, when the ego doesn't get in the way and you surrender to the process, um, these miracles, these, this magic starts showing up in your life, but we definitely need to be paying attention to that because it's never the way that we think it's going to be packaged. 100%. I talk about like mindfulness and thoughtfulness nonstop within my programs. And because I think so often we go through life with blinders on. And so let's just let's use you as an example. You if let's say you throw on a set of blinders, you come back to LA and you're like, hey, man, I'm only good enough for this. You would have missed the opportunity and you wouldn't be sitting where you are today with the facility, with all of these beautiful things that you're about to launch to the world to make the world a better place. You guys may think I'm being a little hokey about like, Jay, we're talking about coffee here, but it's, it's bigger than coffee. And I want you guys to understand that as well. We're not talking about, you know, just having a cup of coffee here. We're talking about like coffee with a mission and a culture, like you said earlier, to change like, the health and fitness. And I use the word health and fitness synonymously, the, to change health for the better. Like you're going to bring medicinal, all natural energy to coffee that's not there today Mm -hmm. you know and i think there's power in that awareness is key yeah it's you know somebody might try my product and get excited that it's the first coffee that didn't give them heartburn that's great true accomplished but what it really did for them was it showed them that they've been lied to their whole life and that they've been um consuming a product that's been destroying their health their whole life and They've been doing it consciously and also subconsciously. So when they, when they consume a product that, for example, not just coffee, but if you take a vegan cheese that uh, fools somebody and um, they have an experience where they don't even realize that the pizza or the macaroni and cheese or whatever was, was not real cheese, they, it gave them that awareness that they, don't, they might not need cheese. They might not need from a cow at least they might not need coffee starbucks they might not need coffee five days a week so that's awareness is really key with our company is to help shine light on not just that our product's great but 
what have we been drinking our whole life? <laughs> that's, that's one of the key points. And, and hopefully that'll, that'll open up their awareness, like you said, to other things as well. Well, if, if this staple, which is coffee, I mean, we could all say it's probably an American staple or probably a world staple, if you will, um, hasn't been what I thought it was for all these years. What else is not Amen. what it is? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you ask the questions. The questions come. And as my mom told me when I was a little, a little kid, um, ask as many questions as possible, as often as possible. And being inquisitive is a survival adapt- adaptable technique that when, when you have a, a situation like natural selection, it's not the wise, it's not the smart that survive, it's the adaptable. Yeah. And the adaptable are usually the ones that ask the most questions. I wrote this the other day. I was talking in one of my posts to, to my group and I said something to the nature of, I can't remember what it exactly was, but it was something in the nature of your success and the quality of your life will be predicated on the quality and quantity of the questions you ask. Great quote. Yeah. That's, and that's so, and, and it's so true, you know? Mm-hmm. And some people, they get annoyed when you ask questions because people don't. People are not used to asking so many questions. And um, it's also a really, uh, really huge trait of a, of a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Because entrepreneurs are constantly being thrown curveballs in different businesses. And uh, definitely those questions um, can save your life at, at certain moments. Well, and I think it's, we're, again, let's go back to the program. And, and I mean, we'll, we'll just dance around this rabbit hole. We won't go totally down it. But it's the utilitarian approach that we've been grown up in with when you're in school, you sit in rows and you raise your hand and you only ask a question if, you know, if you're brave enough to, you know, we're not encouraged to ask questions. And so I think a lot of times people don't ask questions that they really want to know the answer to. So in my, in one of my groups right now, we've got 150 people and I always say, Hey guys, I want you to ask any and every question that comes up because you might be the only one out of 150 that is brave enough to ask the question but that one question that you ask might open up a door or doors that 17, 50, 70 other people can go down because you were brave enough to ask the question. So I agree with you a thousand percent. 100%. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a very confusing world we live in. So as many questions as possible. <laughs> I love that, man. Well, dude, I, this has been so cool for me. Like I said, if I'm, you know, we talked about this earlier. When I like, when I get, I find a company that I like, I like to become friends with people. I like to get connection because I think, I think connections are the real currency of the world. And it's important to me to, to know, like, and trust people that I support and recommend and everything. And I got to say, I mean, you and I could probably stay on the phone for about four hours doing this. Um, and we're going to do it again. Cause I think there's so many other avenues that we could head down and, and really help people from a, a functional beverage standpoint and also from a, just a nutrition, fitness, doing things a better way. So coffee reinvented. If someone wanted to to grab it right now, are we in local stores? Like tell me what somebody should do if they want to try your product. Um, So we are launching right now on the LA market. Um, We're in about a hundred and 102 stores and um, the most prominent at the moment in Los Angeles are the 12 locations of Bristol Farms. Um, We're in four locations of the Air One grocery store chain that's spelled E-R-E-W-H-O-N 
And that if for people that don't know what that is, that is the Ritz Carlton of health food stores yeah. uh, or the Rolls Royce, whatever you want to call it. And um, we're in different uh, fitness establishments like Gold's Gym, Venice. Um, we're also, you know, if you're visiting Los Angeles, we're in some mini bars in okay. luxury hotels like the Petit Hermitage and the Viceroy. Okay. Um, we are a diverse product because coffee itself is a popular beverage uh, in general. So we can go more than just health food stores, more than just gyms. But I'll tell you one thing I'll throw in there. Um, he's, uh, Jay, you're spot on about the, the fitness world. This is the perfect product for a pre-workout, um, mainly because we had trace minerals. And for people that don't know what that does, uh, coffee's acidic and it pulls the alkaline minerals from your bones to neutralize that acid which actually creates uh, the weakening of the bones. So as a pre-workout, adding trace minerals on top of cold brewing coffee, it's going to uh, counteract that crash and that dehydration, making it a perfect pre-workout. We actually have the Dodgers drinking this product. Uh, and they chose, it, they chose it based on the fact that they liked the product. There was no sponsorship. There's no partnership. They just wanted it. They want to use it. And that's a good example of how um, athletes really are taking to the product. So definitely keep an eye out at, at all gyms whenever you're there. We're at a ton of independent gyms in Los Angeles. Yeah, I just got myself, I got, I, I just ordered 120 units and got them delivered on Monday. So you did it already, didn't you? But that's what I said. People are like, hey, can we buy it? I'm like, hey, man, I bought this for me. Like, I mean, yes, I'll get more, but I mean, what am I going to do? I can't run out of my stash. And I actually right, found right. it at um, I found it at Bristol Farms here in the Palm Desert, Palm Springs area. So it's already it's already making its way a little bit down to Southern California. So let's just let's let's fast forward a little bit. And I don't want to I mean no dates or anything like that. But when we launch, are we like what's the do we have a strategy? Are we going worldwide? Are we going SoCal? Are we going West Coast? Like what are we gonna? I mean, can you give away any of that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So we are. Uh, speaking with a national sales agency that'll allow us to launch in 13 states okay. um, right away. Um, that's going to be in the next few months. But in the meantime, we're setting up um, and activating with Amazon, which will allow everybody nationwide to be able to go to our website, Coffee Reinvented. That's coffee with a K, reinvented.com, um, okay. to be able to uh, order anywhere in the United States off of Amazon, which should be live in the next two to three weeks, okay. which is uh, good news. But other than that, um, we will have a coffee finder on our website where you can put in your zip code. Um, it'll be activated next week and it'll show you the store in which coffee is carried closest to where you're at at that very moment on your cool. GPS. That's so awesome. And I'm going to put all this in the show notes, guys. I mean, if you're driving, don't, don't, don't get in a wreck. Um, this will all be in the show notes. You'll find it on the website. So I'll put all the details and the data so you don't have to worry about writing it down or jotting it down. Um, and uh, I mean, all I can say to that is awesome. Like, I think I'm excited for everybody to be able to get their hands on this. So I would, I would recommend, and I mean, again, you know, I don't work for, for Cody, but I'm saying I would go to coffeereinvented.com right now. Check it out. Cause you're going to just read about the culture, read about why they're doing what they're doing read about all the little differences and the nuances between coffee reinvented and everything else. And then follow them on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're into. Um, just go to their website. You can see their little icons. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are coffee reinvented everywhere, like on Instagram, Facebook, 
So go there, follow them. And don't just follow them, guys. Like, I think we live in this, you live in a super fast-paced world. So here's what I like to do when I find something I love. Interact with them. If you try their coffee, tell them you tried their coffee. Put a picture of the, you, you drinking a, a coffee reinvented and say whether you like it or not. Say why you like it. You know what I mean? Tag a friend. Like, this is how companies like this get the traction that they deserve is with people like us doing the little things that we need to do. Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we love feedback. We love to test anybody that has the reaction to our product, good or bad. We love to hear that. And uh, we love to hear, um, you know, what it does for you personally. Because uh, if you haven't had coffee in years, welcome back. Yeah. Here we are. And uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate all uh, social media posts. Um, and we definitely respond and engage on everything that uh, we come across, especially yeah, you your post with all. The <laughs> if you want to see what it looks like, go to, go to Jay's Instagram and you can see what a tower of coffee reinvented looks like. You can see what 120 bottles of, uh, of coffee reinvented looks like. And um, you can see what greed looks like. Cause I'm, I want to drink them all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and this is, the, this is the reason we're on today is because I found something I loved. I reached out and said, hey, this is the, the best, you know, functional coffee, cold brew that I've ever had. And they responded back to me immediately, said, thank you. Then I did my research. I read a little more about Cody, responded again. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to get this dude on my podcast because I feel like the world needs to, to know about this product. And you guys were so, I mean, like I said, it was like, you know, instant friends. And I, when I got you on the podcast, I said, Hey, I want to have a conversation like you and I'd have in a coffee shop. And I think that's exactly what happened today. And um, I think that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Jay, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And we'll look forward to uh, for doing this again and speaking more as the company grows. We'll definitely uh, keep checking back with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cody, I appreciate you coming on brother. And um, we're going to do it again soon. Likewise. Have a blessed day. All right, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Thrive Forever Fit Show. Like always, if you heard anything that you love today, and I know you did, share this episode. We need to get the word out about Coffee Reinvented. Tell your friends, tell your family, repost this so everybody can hear it so they know there's something different and better out there. Guys, have a blessed day. We love you, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you.